uh, comic books are stupid. No Harry Potter movie is good. You need this Snyder guy. Oh, sorry. Just walk in front of you here. I'm gonna pop with him. Oh, sorry. Gotta put this here. <laughs> Universal needs to sue Sony. Hey, I'm an idiot. I was fired from Fox. <laughs> I'd like actually to see Venom just crush Spider-Man. Hello, everyone. So we're back with episode eight of this series, and we have another amazing guest, Megan Fallenbach. How are you doing? I'm great, thank you. How are you? I'm good. So, I've got to ask you, so just to start this off, I've got to ask you a question just, you know, for the sake of our brand. Um, do you like superheroes? I love superheroes when they rescue me from horrible situations. Do you like superheroes? But yeah, sure. Of course I love it. Who doesn't love a good superhero? That's true. See, that's the answer that I wanted because it would have gotten really weird if that wasn't the answer. So now just to kind of start off, how did you get into acting? Well, I got, I kind of stumbled into it um, professionally, but I wanted to be an actor. So I, I, I moved around a lot as a kid, and so I was the new kid in school every two years growing up. Like, I didn't stay in that the same school. I was had two years in every school. So I and I remember in grade four, um, so I was always kind of just, just when I was sort of, you know. Settling in. Settling in, I was off to another school. So I remember in grade four, I was, um, there was a school play, and I watched school play and I was in the choir for the school play and I thought I want to be on stage that's what I want to do that was kind of like my first sort of I guess desire to be like to think that I could actually do it you know I could that's where I would start I had already at that point been watching movies and imitating people but this is before voice like this is way before kind of my foray into the voice world. This was like acting. You know, I would recreate scenes from the movie, The Elephant Man. <laughs> and I loved, like, I loved it. I loved everything, the walk, I studied people. Anyway, so I saw this play and I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. So then when I went to my next school for grade four and five, um, I tried out for the school play, Peter Pan, and I got the part of Peter. And the rest is history. <laughs> I basically, like, I just loved it. I loved being on stage. But what I also loved, um, I, like, I loved it. I didn't even, I didn't even, even have stage fright. Like, I was just like, this is what I want to do. I love it. I, I've since have stage fright. <laughs> now that I'm getting older, I'm more nervous about what I do. Um, but I, I think that was just kind of the kid I was, I was, I kind of had to just take risks, even if I wasn't prepared because I didn't have time because I moved every two years. <laughs> so I kind of just had to do stuff. So yeah, so I don't know if I was necessarily very good, but I, but everybody in the schoolyard called me Peter after that, like little kid. That's what I loved. Like I love that. I affect, I loved how it affected people and that people got excited about me. Um, but not necessarily because not as like being popular, being famous like famous at school it wasn't like a, oh I like this I want the world to know me 
because I don't think I really, I don't know any famous people who really love fame, you know? Just kind of what happens, unfortunately, for whatever reason, like, you know, politics and acting, you know, we become, that's what it is. You're in the front, you're in the, in the light. So well, I think people um, love fame until it, until they get famous and then they're like, um, this isn't that great. So yeah. Yeah. Like, wow. I didn't realize I scarfed down ice cream that quickly when I eat it, you know, <laughs> or I look really weird at that angle. Um, but anyway, so I really loved it. And then a couple of years later, um, I was, at a store and a photographer saw me at the store and and it was all legit and she was like you have a, you know you have a great face I work with a lot of modeling agencies it's like modeling um but I was like intrigued by it and I started doing that for a bit and in the meantime my drama teacher from my high school um so while I was modeling so I started modeling and doing commercials and I got an agent like so I just kind of like I said I stumbled into this stuff. I sort of this, so suddenly I was auditioning, I was modeling, I was not really, you know, I was doing um, SOC spots and commercials, and then, and then I auditioned for a movie, because my, my drama teacher was assisting casting one summer, and I, I kind of forgot, but then I remembered last minute, so, and they were, you know, the director was packing up, but then he wanted me to audition, and then he wanted me to come back for the callback and I wasn't available because I was at a friend's cottage, but I still got the job. And that was when I was 16 and off I went to Budapest and filmed the, my first movie of the week. And then I got, you know, I, I basically got an, an acting agent from there, like then when I got that gig, um, that big gig, I was like, I guess I'm not modeling anymore. I'm acting now, which is what I wanted to do. But then I got all this I felt like kids treated me really weirdly at school because I was doing all this stuff. So I totally quit. <laughs> I was like, I just wanted to be a normal kid. So I was like, I was, I was realizing my dream and then I just quit because I couldn't, I just wanted to fit in. It's bizarre. Then I went off and did my, like did all sorts of things, went off to university, tried not to be an actor, even though I did every play, I always did plays. And then I became a professional water skier and I went all over the world, like, as a professional water skier. And then while I was performing, doing this, I'm like, I am a performer. I went to India and I was in fall, you know, I was watching movies. I was like, I need to be doing that. What am I doing? Why am I fighting this so badly? So came back to Toronto in my mid twenties and uh, started. And that's when my, my like really focused and it's like, okay, I'm doing this. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of the story. And then you kind of know my resume from there. <laughs> So I wanted to ask, what was the what was your first professional role? What was the title of the project, and how was that first experience as a as an actress? Like I would say, that would have been that one when I was sixteen. It was called Lena and My One Hundred Children, and mm. um, and it was incredible. I mean, I was off in another country. Uh, I had my head shaved immediately when I got there because I was playing a concentration camp survivor. A World War II survivor so that was interesting um it was a great experience it was very there were a lot we had we had orphans from Budapest like because that's where we were shooting play all the extra roles the background performers because it was called Lena and my 100 children so we needed a whole lot of kids so it was it was really an incredible first experience like I don't know like even all all the 
all the crew who came from Canada and the States, it was mostly from the States and some Canadians. Um, they really, it was a, it was a very unique and special experience anyway. And it happened to be my first one. And so it was, it was great. I still quit after, <laughs> but that's not because I didn't love it. I just, I don't know. I guess I just want, yeah, funny. Like I just wanted to, I didn't. Kids were, you said it's about the Holocaust? Yeah, it was. It was a, it was, it was is it a true of, story? Pardon? It was based on a true story of, yeah, a true story of a woman named Lena Kuchler Cyberman who ended up passing away while we were shooting the movie, which was super sad, but she was an older survivor and, Linda Lavin played Lena and it was amazing. And yeah, it was a really, it was a really cool experience because it was also based on this true story of how Lena in the war, she survived the war by posing as a Catholic to survive. And then when she went to, she, she got separated from her family and she went to find her sister who didn't, who stayed true to her Judaism and she had, had been murdered. So yeah, and so basically, to it was her Lena's basic fight was basically she she wanted to feel better about her choice, and I mean, if I you know if she survived it, she wanted to figure out why she wanted you know she needed to do something good, and so she found all these kids like abandoned in a warehouse. It was kind of like where Schindler's List ended, and everyone's like, and now what? Right, like. I'm free, but where am I? Where, you know, nothing. It's like, that's all. There were all these kids who'd lost their families who were just figuring life out by themselves with nothing. So she sort of, she saves them. She she feeds them and clothes them and, and brings them to the promised land in the end. It was really cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. Really Pardon? That's actually really interesting. It was. It was really interesting. The story is really interesting. I mean, there, there's there are lots of incredible survivor stories from that horrible war, um, and 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 there always will be those amazing stories. I, I'd like to think, you know, I'm sure there are tons happening right now out of the Ukraine. Um, but for me, you know, that yeah, it was definitely really amazing, and it was also exactly the right story for me to be telling, kind of in that. I love, I think that's why I became an actor is just to be able to tell stories that would, you know, teach people or change people or make people think twice or make people like live their best life. Like for me, it's just like life is short, you know, do what makes you happy. I want people to spread their wings and fly as far and high as they want to. Um, and I think through, I mean, what were we all doing during the pandemic? We were watching shows, <laughs> right? That was a big one for a lot of us. So, you know, to be on a show that really, you know, could, you know, that was a great story. I mean, I would like to think that some, maybe someone who's watching that story might do, make it the right choice, you know, next time. And who knows, right? So now everyone kind of, I think, has this kind of movie that inspired them or it's something that they point to as like, you know, a movie they look to when they kind of talk about their career. What movie would it be that you kind of have that kind of inspired you? Well, it's so ironic in a way, or I don't know if ironic is, I'm using the word correctly. I think I'm not, because if Atlantis Morissette wasn't, I definitely am not. Um, uh, Sophie's Choice, which was Meryl Streep, and another kind of po post-World War II story. 
Um, but Sophie's Choice was probably that one, that story for me. And Meryl Streep. And I'm a huge, like, Meryl Streep is who I, she's my guru. I have many, but she's one of them. Yeah, I haven't met her yet. So, that's actually, a, a, I love that as a choice. Um, so, what was the process of addition, auditioning for, like, the kind of roles when you came back for like Gwen and Jen and I mean, those are the two biggest ones I think yeah yeah those are so yeah those so the voice thing, thing for voice is a little bit different um well now it's actually it's all different now but um yeah Jen was Jen was the first one Jen at 16 came first um yeah, and I was pretty new in voice. I'd taken a lot of classes at that point, and I'd been doing commercials. And I think I probably, I think I booked a couple of things in voice. Um, but I definitely didn't know what I was doing really yet. You know, not the way I know what I'm doing now. And I coach this stuff too, like crazy. So I have, I, I think about this stuff. Um but yeah, it was great. And I actually, I knew one of the producers on the show and writers from Fresh, like she's, it was an old childhood friend that I, and I didn't even, I didn't know until I walked into the audition room and she and I had kind of grown up together a little bit. So that was really cool. And her name's Jen. It's Jen. It was Jen Perch, Jennifer Perch. And so I, you know, and like, yeah, that was great. It's always great when you meet someone that you know in the business. It's like, oh, we have this connection and networking and all that kind of stuff. So I'm a terrible networker. I hate, I, I would just hate it if anyone thought I was trying to suck up to them or something. Like, I'm, a t I'm terrible in the business side of this. And there's such an important business side of this. Like, I've done it all wrong. So I coach it better now. I help young people do it better than I've done it. Um, but anyway, I, you know, and I, it, the character was really made for me. Like she, Jen, Jennifer wrote this character based kind of on her and we were both, and I was super sporty and super, you know, like I am very much Jen Masterson. So in so many ways, and I, I don't think I became her. I think I just was, you know, I just kind of, it was a really seamless kind of transition. But then I learned, you know, you learn a lot when you're in the and doing it regularly, doing voice regularly. So definitely the technical side of being a voiceover performer, was, you know, I learned a lot from that, but it was a beautiful experience. Like that was, again, was a beautiful first like foray into the world of voiceover. And cause I was working with just, it was just a love bubble. It was a just great teamwork. And, and I love, I, I'm a team player. I'm a, I'm a, I'm an athlete. So I, I like a team. I like, I like using strengths, you know, using each other's strengths and building each other up and helping, you know, and, and it's, it's a very solitary job a lot of the time. So, so until, because we're always in between work, we're auditioning alone, developing our characters alone, <laughs> doing all that memorizing lines alone. So it's so nice when you book something, you're like, Hey, I'm on a team. And it, that was a beautiful team. And all six of us would record in the booth and, uh, would get long. We were definitely goofy and we were, you know, our director Merlin Ridley had to, you know, be our mother a lot. <laughs> we got in trouble a lot for chit chatting, but it was really great. And I think it created a great energy for the show. We never recorded together again after season one. <laughs> they split us up after that. 
Wait, can I ask you a question? I don't know if you'll be, you'll answer this, but I'm going to ask you anyways. Sure. Which cast was better, 16 or total drama? Like that, I can't, I, I don't even know what better means. Like better. Like which one is more a fun experience, I guess? Um, Probably because of 16, like the nature of, you know, all of us being in the booth together was, was so great, but I had so much fun in total drama. Like when I was in the booth with, you know, Trent and Owen, <laughs> Trent slash Owen, uh, Scott McCord, or, you know, it I would get paired up. Gwen would get paired up with whatever character she was working with a lot. But they wouldn't put all of, they couldn't put all, they would be just to, so time consuming. And then you just sort of go through your chunks of dialogue. I'm not sure how much you know of the process of how one records a whole episode, but you kind of just do it like that. And sometimes in scenes, if you don't, if you don't, also, if someone's away, then you go in by yourself. Like if I was went on my summer holiday and then I came back and I had to re-record, I could catch up and record last couple of episodes, then nobody would be in there with me. And sometimes the director will read the lines back to you just to get the rhythm of the scene. But once you know the character so well, you sort of figure out, you know, you can just do that naturally in your head. Like I knew exactly how Jonesy would respond. I knew exactly how Jude would respond. And the same went for Total Drama. But they were both really fun. I think nothing could recreate this. There was something very, there's something very special about 16. And we all feel it. You know, like if you asked Terry or Stacy or Christian or Brooke or Wyatt, who's <laughs> not named Wyatt, but. So. Trouble here. So out of all the roles that you had and all the characters you portrayed, what was your favorite role and and why? So probably 16 Jen as my as my sort of animation for sure. And I think you know why now she was just close to me. And I, and then she was also, you know, all those embarrassing situations. And that's so much fun to, to act that and just being real and and also the after like being at comic cons and stuff and having both kids you know kids were so thankful for the show but also the parents that side of 16 I also love like thank you for doing such a great show that showed amazing friendships and was pretty diverse at the time like diverse you know a little bit diverse <laughs> and um and and then and then just tackling subjects that you know parents didn't necessarily didn't know how to talk about it or it was a great way for 16 sort of gave you know gave sort of set it up so then the parents could talk about it later like it's so many parents that were like I love that show in the background as opposed to other shows my kids listen to you know um and then the other sh movie that probably is stuck with me I mean definitely my very first that first one I was telling you about Lena and my 100 children for that reason it was also because we were in Hungary and Budapest but I would say the one I did with a Angela um Van oh my gosh I'm blanking I'm just Vint Angela Vint sorry I've got another friend I just just gave her they have a very similar last name but anyway and um it was the baby formula so Allison Reed. I'm also terrible at names, just so you know. So when we get into any questions about names, I'm just, it's just, I apologize in advance to whoever's listening. I butcher your name. <laughs> terrible at names. I wish we all had name tags. Um, but yeah, the baby formula. I'm not sure if you know of that one, that Canadian, 
film that I did. And that was amazing because I was also pregnant and it got to kind of document my birth. There was tons of improv that was also, it was independent. So we were, it was, you know, low, we're all, it was a labor of love. And actually my co, my, you know, my co-star Angela went into labor during the making of the film. So then our whole scene, our whole day changed that day how we were going to shoot that scene because she was no longer in the scene. So I had to sort of hang out at Pride and do crazy stuff as Lilith. Yeah. Yeah. So those, yeah, definitely. But I mean, there's so many, I've, I've, I've had a lot of really great experiences. So, but those yeah. two were definitely are my love, probably my love children, my filmic love children. So you said Jen was kind of written for you. But so then, and Gwen is very different from that. So was that kind of like a role you had to kind of, you know, mold yourself to? Yeah, I, I mean, I did act more, you know, with Jen. It was, you know, it was written for me, but not really with me. It, it was written for me just by chance, right? Just to be clear. But yes, uh, so it was just, I, I could identify with Jen in so many ways. Gwen, no, not as much. I'm not an introvert. But I have quiet moments and I have, you know, so I had to be an actor. And, and and the voice, you know, with voice, it's like they wanted that quality of voice. So that's there. So I, I, I never, you know, voices, your voice is what it is. I didn't have to change it too much. And my voices, I, I change my characters with my acting more than my voice. I have a terribly small range. I can't change my voice all that much. But I'm a really good actor, sort of, so I just do it that way. Um, yeah, so I had to act, which is great, which is also really fun. I mean, I am an act. I do like to act. <laughs> it was funny because I can still hear Jen in your voice. Like, it, it's kind of crazy. Like, I'm listening to you and I'm like, I hear Jen. Like, it's crazy. I know. I, and I'm not sure if I sort of became her. I mean, I, I'm a very late bloomer, so there's a good chance that she's formed part of my personality. <laughs> It's, it's just so crazy because like it's like it's it's not as like obviously as a parent but it's you could hear like so many of like the different like little things and yeah it's, it's kind of crazy um what do you do in your free time my kids are my everything so that yeah so really best role today is being a mom to them I, I, that role very much and the importance of it so yeah, I'm with my free time is, and my kids are in our 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 athletes, and we have them in kind of high. They play pretty high level sports, so it's where I'm usually driving them to a sport. They play hockey and lacrosse, so a lot of that family time. I go camping, I take them camping every summer. Um, get up north somehow. We do a lot of a lot of bike rides together. That's what I was doing today, as I was saying earlier, um, and. Yeah, I, I like I love I love sports, so I do a lot of that. Play tennis, and and then I cook a lot because I have to because I'm a mom, and I also really like cooking. So a lot of cooking. I have a pet bird. Ooh. I have a bird a lot. What she, kind of bird? She's a lineated parakeet, and it's not that I'm a necessarily a bird person. Like I'm an animal lover, um, and she just made sense for our family at the time. Yeah. Yeah. She's great, but she's, she's a free bird. She's, I, yeah, she gets to fly everywhere she wants to go. And I bring her up, I brought her up North one weekend and put her in her little carrier case and carried her around the Island. 
a red squirrel tried to attack me and she <laughs> fought them off with her loud voice. <laughs> yeah, I read uh, listen, a lot of music. I love music. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a joie. I, I love life. I never shop. I'll tell you what I don't do. I don't go shopping very often <laughs> for food. Hate shopping, not a shopper. Um, and I don't love, I'm not extremely organized. I don't, I get my place gets messy and I usually clean it up last. It's the last thing on my to-do list. <laughs> I'd rather be outside playing. <laughs> So, um, what is a film that you've seen recently that you can recommend to our audience or a TV show that you're currently watching that you can also re recommend to our audience? Ooh, I, okay, what did I just recommend to somebody? Gosh, there's so many good movies. Um, um watched recently that I love. Well, I'm re I'm watching The Crown right now, again, like I haven't gotten through it yet. But I started rewatching it with, um, I don't know if that's the one I want to, like, I definitely recommend it, but is it the one? Okay, Big Little Lies. Um, I love uh, uh, Little Fires Everywhere. I really, that one really stuck to me. And that's Reese Witherspoon and um, Carrie Washington. And they, it's incredible. Loved that. And I love the book as well. So that you get sort of a double whammy there um, in a good way. <laughs> That's a double whammy mean. I don't know. Um, love that. I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Quentin Tarantino. Like, yeah. Um, and what was the movie I just recommended today that was from, I can't remember now. Anyway, I love, there's so much I love watching. What are you watching right now? Uh, I just finished The Terminalist with Chris Pratt and Taylor Kitsch. I'm currently watching Under the Banner of Heaven with uh, Andrew Garfield. Uh, I'm not much of a TV show watcher. I, I, I like movies more, but The Terminalist, I, I had a bit of a hot take with it, but I said The Terminalist is so far better than The Office and Seinfeld, and everyone was like, oh my god, how could you, how could you say such a thing? I love Seinfeld, a big Seinfeld fan. It, yeah. It's funny. Seinfeld's okay, great. The terminalist. Yeah, it's um no Seinfeld's great, but I don't know, just uh, terminalist is up there. Okay, amazing. Okay, yeah. good to know. I saw turning obviously turning red. Oh. I highly recommend it, big time. Also rewatch Finding Dory. Love it. Love all those movies. <laughs> and there's so many great performances in. You know, all the, there are just so many great, I love comedies. Like I love, if I, you know, if I were to be in something like Modern Family, I'd love to be in that, a Seinfeld. That's the kind of series I'd love to be in. And they're a little bit different, but I mean, give it, I'd take it all. But then I'd also love to be in a show that's like, like Big Little Lies, that's like super heavy, but it really makes you think. And I love like Nurse Jackie. Did you ever see that one with Edie no. Falco? It was called Nurse Jackie. Yeah. Um, she plays a nurse with a, like she's, I, lo I love the broken, you know, broken people. Like people with a good heart, but that do bad, you know, their behavior, make, don't always make the smart, right choices or wise choices, but we still go like love them. Viola Davis and 
How to Get Away with Murder. So good. Viola Davis uh-huh. is a legend. Yeah. Like, I love watching great acting. Like, I really, like, my sort of favorite people to watch, like, Meryl Streep, obviously. Um, I love Reese Witherspoon and Kerry Washington and Viola Davis, everyone I've just mentioned. Um, and then Turning Red, that's a pretty cool Toronto story, too. Right? And, uh, and yeah, and an immigrant story. Like, in a, you know, I don't know if you know Domishi's story. I just... I, have you listened to her at all, or do you know her at all, or? Not ever. I've listened to a few interviews. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like very, you know, her father was an artist, and she just she went for it, you know. And then suddenly she was interning at Pixar. We're working on a little bit of um, you know, what should I get her? Yes, are you? Yeah. Work on her. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely like. <laughs> I don't know. Anything? I, yeah, that would be great. She's fabulous. She seems very down to earth. That'd be that would be great for you. Yeah, we really want to. We've been. I'm trying to trying to work something out. Um, yeah, amazing. Okay. So, well, what are you kind of doing now from a career perspective and acting perspective? That is such a good question because I don't know. Um, I'm auditioning a lot. <laughs> I'm still auditioning all the time. I'm in between work. I, I just did a show I'm, called. I'm in, I did a show called Georgia. So I had a, oh, I had a, I was back on for second season, which is great. Like, truth be told, not working enough as far as being an actor. Like, I wish, you know, this is the, the hard part about being an actor. You're kind of at the, I'm kind of at, you know, at the whim of everybody, someone else hiring me. I feel like I'm getting better and better as an actor, but I don't know, statistically, statistics tell me that a woman my age is, yeah, is lost, like, for 50 or 60% of her career by this age. And it's totally happening. Like <laughs> I'm not working as much. Um, but you are teaching. Stuff. Pardon? But you are teaching. So that's what I'm doing a lot now. I'm giving back that way. I mean, I it's, and I got my life coaching certification. And so I'm doing a little bit of like, you know, confidence coaching and, and um, I work with, Hockey teams, young hockey teams, just mental game stuff, confidence stuff, performance stuff. I work with kids on the autism spectrum who would love to get into this. So I'm helping them kind of find their voice and feel great about themselves and do this stuff and and try and really do it. I've got one of my clients just signed on with an agent and he's auditioning now. And that's he's super, it's really amazing. And, um, and just lots of people who want to be a voice actor or an actor and reach out to me. So, and that, I do love that. I do love it. I still, if I were going to, you know, be on set or teach, I, I love acting, you know, I love performing, but it's tiring. So coaching's great, you know, and, and I, and I do, I get a ton out of it and I think you have to, otherwise you shouldn't be, it's, a, it's also a very special job as far as like the same way as being a parent it's an important job it's not you can't just you know you gotta you're doing this this is someone else you know you're doing this for someone else so I take it really seriously I'm always very honored to be on someone's voiceover journey or life journey and that they've chosen me to be their coach and I love it I love coaching now what about a potential move to like the writing directing side of things yeah have you considered that question. 
Yeah, and I have. Like, I wrote a, I did, I wrote a fringe play a number of years ago, and it was pretty. It did really well in the festival. So I'm, I've started writing. I, I was, I had it. I've started writing short stories again. I'm putting together a little. I'm working on my one woman show. So that's. I think I'm gonna, you know, and maybe that could turn into something. I think I, that's what I have to do. I've got to, you know, if, if we've got to do our own stuff, you know. And that I think that is a big part of this business is it, it takes a lot of hard work and the hard work can be in lots of different areas. And that is what I coach when people come to me. It's like you don't you have to want more than to be just a voice actor, not just a voice actor. But you know what I mean? Like get, get learn more so that you're never feeling useless where you're like, I have all this to give, but I'm just waiting for someone to hire me. Like I, I didn't develop those other skills. I really only can act <laughs> and teach it. So, you know, that's good. So that's a start, you know, at least I'm teaching it and whatever. But, you know, if I, if I could do it again, I, I would probably have gone back to, I would have gone to film school or acting school, even though I was older and I already got a degree in anthropology and, was feeling like I was done with school. Um, and, and I took a lot of classes, but I think if I, you know, if I were to, when, when I, when I coach people, I always suggest like get into this, learn about being an actor, but also learn about every aspect of this business, every aspect. Cause if you love it, then, and you know, then, then you want to work in it and you don't want to, not be you don't want to be in between feeling badly about yourself because that can happen or feeling like I just auditioned like 200 times and didn't book one thing I'm a loser no you're not <laughs> but you know that's it, it can get to you so if you're doing other things at least having something else to to do to and why not it be in the business so this is a question that my co-host has asked uh, a couple of times in previous interviews. So Every single interview. Every single interview. So if you had a dream project to create, you were at the, you're at the director's home and you have 100% of creative control over this project. And unlimited money. Unlimited money. What would the genre be and who would your cast be? Oh, my gosh. So I think I've named all my cast already. Uh, like I would definitely have to be working. And Jodie Foster, we got to throw her in there. Um, you know, let's get Quentin. Or maybe I, like, I'd love to do a Christopher Guest movie, like that sort of type of genre, like a best in show. Or And let's bring Eugene into the mix also. Like we got to work with all of them. Um, yeah, and plus all my friends. Like, I'd have to invite all my friends who are amazing actors who not everyone knows, like Jeannie Kalea, and have to work with her. Don't know if you know her, but she's amazing. Um, and my friend Kristen Booth doing great. I'd love to work with her again. And, um, and what I, I like, I love comedy. I love comedy that's mixed with drama, but comedy. I'm like, I want to be doing a comedy, and I, because, what better medicine is there than laughing? Yeah. So is this like a rom-com situation or? I feel like it would have to be more complex than a rom-com. Like I think it would, there ha would have to be something complex about it as I do like complexity because we are com complex. Like it, it would have to be, not that rom-coms aren't like a, you know, when Harry met Sally rom-com was pretty great. 
I would do that, like work with Billy Crystal. That would be fun. You know? Um, yeah, I think, but yeah, I think a comedy real. It would be real. It wouldn't be like a high horizon. Not and definitely not like a sci-fi or a murder mystery or anything. I think it would be like like and not necessarily a Christopher like Christopher Guest is a very specific genre. Do you know his movies? Like those, you know those movies. So I think it would be more like, which genre would it be? Because I do, I also superheroes. I've always wanted to be a superhero. So there's that too. And actually in my play that I wrote, I wrote myself a superhero scene. I was getting ready to go out to be a superhero. I was dressing up and yeah, I always wanted to be a superhero. It's that's a really hard question. It's like, I would love to do, you know, I do like the laugh, but I also love the cry and I love the real and authentic storytelling mixed with a little bit of wacky. You know what you should do? You should do a, a, like a, a trilogy, right? And each movie in the trilogy should be a completely different genre. Then you can I, cross all those boxes. I love that idea. That's perfect. That's perfect. All right, let's do it. Will you guys predict it? <laughs> Yeah, we're on it. Okay, amazing. <laughs> so now you've kind of already talked about this a little bit, but I'm gonna ask you again for like, you know, I guess a summary of all the things because you've kind of said it through, said a lot of these things. Sorry, I can't speak for some reason throughout the um, interview. But what advice do you have for young people who kind of want to join the industry? Yeah, and by join the industry, you mean like become be like. Yeah, like get into the industry in whatever form. Uh, like go, you know, reach out to productions and see if you can, you know, depending on what part of the industry you want to get into. If you want to be a director, go shadow somebody. There's so much stuff filming, you know, especially if you're in Toronto or Vancouver, or, you know, if you're in Canada, there's lots going on in lots of different places. But um, if there's what you really want to do, like, and, 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 and join clubs, join Facebook but get out there you gotta it's you gotta be doing the do you know you can walk the walk and talk the talk but then you gotta do the do it's not enough just be like i want to do this like hustle go out there do it and i'm i'm not necessarily practicing what i preach but i think just do it and and don't be shy about it people i love it when somebody reaches out to me and is like can i ask you questions about this i'm wanting to get into it i always have time for somebody and give them sort of, and be a bit of a mentor or whatever. Oh my gosh, I'm, I like, yeah, it's really hot in here. I took my, turn my <laughs> PC off. I'm like, I'm melting. How many more minutes will this be? <laughs> yeah, or we're, well, we're wrapping up here, right? Yeah, so that's actually the last question. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So just, you know what, go for it. First of all, I'm a dreamer. So I say, go for it, like do it. But it takes, it's hard work. It's, 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 it's also, there's a lot of luck involved, yes, but don't, you know, don't let it stop you from going, if this is what you want to do, you have to do it. I, I did it. I wanted to do it, and I've done it. it. It's hard work, and there are times when it's frustrating, but that's work. That's life, you know? This is, this is, you're, I, I know many unhappy people who make lots of money doing the right job, the job their parents wanted them to do. <laughs> You know, I know a lot of really happy, poor actors. <laughs> and I know lots of working actors, but there's just, it's an event that's just part of the business. But do it and learn about everything. And write, 
and direct and put yourself out there. I, I joined improv groups and I wrote plays and I, I just said yes to everything. And I've never had a dull moment. Well, that's that's like, like the perfect to, advice. Balance in my life too. And that, that's another thing. It's hard to find balance in this business. It's when you're working on a show, you are on the show. You're married to that show. So there's something about the downtime to be doing other things that can invite breath and balance and regrouping and all that. Well, I think that's the perfect way to end this. Uh, thank you so much. And I know you're like completely dying of like heat strokes, so <laughs> I'm not going to make you keep your AC off. Yeah. Who wants uh, to hire this space? <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time though to come on and talk to us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and for everyone, where can, do you want to promote anything? Um, websites? Um, well, yeah, sure. I'll promote me. I mean, if you are one of these people that is like, I really want to do this, but I don't know how to start. Like I email me megaplaycoaching at gmail.com megaplaycoaching at gmail.com. You can follow me. You know where to follow me. I think I'm at Fallenbach Megan sometimes, but then I'm also at Megan Fallenbach a lot. Yeah. Um, your social media handle is right underneath your picture. You can't see it, but. Oh, okay, good. Okay. So you have me. Yeah. Reach out. I'm very accessible. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm usually really nice. I'm always really nice. <laughs> um, I'm sometimes maybe just, you know, sometimes I get people texting and they'll send me like a thousand things. I'm like, Oh, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I, but definitely reach out and yeah. And I, I'll, you know, I love to, you know, come, come find me. We'll see what happens. Yeah. And thank you guys. Thanks so much. I love that. I love without you, you know, who am I? I've always said that, you know, my fans, my fans are always like, you're so great. And I'm like, I'm nothing without you. So thank you. Yeah. And thanks, sir. And good luck with Domi. Yes. Let me know if I need to, if I can put in a good word. I don't know her, but who knows? Maybe she was a big Gwen fan. Yeah, maybe. If you can well, use my name, use it. Well, my card. When we get her on, we'll have to ask her. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but thank, right. thank you again so much for coming on. Um, and yeah, as everyone can see underneath your name or in the podcast description where your social media handles are. So they can go all do that. And everyone else, don't forget, or everyone, everyone, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like, my brain is just dying now. So I think it's time to end this. Uh, you can subscribe to the channel. Uh, subscribe to the podcast feed. Do it for Megan, right? You want everyone to subscribe to us, right? Yes, I do. Absolutely. We're all going to subscribe. We are all subscribing. Exactly. See, we all got to do this. It's just uh, it's what we have to do. It's what we're doing. It's what we're all doing. Exactly. And Amazing. you can follow us on Twitter and, and Instagram at comicboys underscore. You can follow me on Instagram and everything at colorsjamal03. And... Alon exists sometimes. Uh, I don't. I I ain't got that Instagram anymore. I had to I had to delete that. Well, I'm also not. So that's the other thing is when you do reach out to me, I sometimes avoid. I avoid social media a little bit sometimes. I have a. I'm not sure how I feel about social media still. So it's always like ah, I'll dip in and then I dip out. Um, I prefer. But if you reach out personally, I will reach back out to you. I like that better than the whole public everything. Yes, yeah, so, um, everyone knows where to find us, all that stuff. Thank you all for watching this episode. Um, 
and see y'all next week for the next episode. See y'all. See y'all.